Hello there, welcome to episode number 71 of True Cult Pop, a pop music podcast, a podcast about popular music. That's what pop music is, essentially. There you go. You're learning already. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us once again. It's me, Stephen Hill, joined as ever by the incomparable frame Ooh. of Gaz Jones. The unit, that, the unit that is well, me. Well, Matt, you... Twice we've had two lovely evenings out this week, Gaz. I have two the, lovely the, evenings out with with you. Was, uh, yes, and what a uh, treat! Exactly, I I was about to say the very same thing. It's been a real oh, treat, a happy, a, treat. a happy week, and a happy time, and a yeah, good time. That's been and nice. a lovely bit of socialising. Oh, just yeah, I th- that might be why I'm so tired today. It's kind of um, what's the word when you have too much socialising? It's Treble sub uh, socializing in a, in a lot of ways. Treble socializing. We've seen three bands together. We have, we have. I've said hello four to uh, the... some lovely people last night. You did, yes. I was going to say yeah. four if you count the forty seconds we watched of Japanese breakfast. I believe they were called. Cool. Well, I didn't really see. I, I I had my eye on the stairs because I'm a clumsy bastard at the best of times, so I just kept Got my it. head down. Got to watch MO2 stairs yeah, when you're a man in your forties and with bad knees. Yeah, and, and there's zero lots of young people screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh we'll talk about that in a little bit, but thanks very much for tuning into the show. This week on the show, we're going to be reviewing those three gigs. We're going to be also talking about the massive Super Bowl spectacular. What Usher did on his skate, got on his skates, didn't he? Quite literally. Quite got literally on his skates. Got on his skates. We're going to be celebrating the fact that if you're listening to this podcast, the day that it comes out, the 16th of February, 23 years ago, on this exact date, The Simpsons, or Bart Simpson, I should say, hit number one on the UK singles chart. 33 years. Bartman. 33 years, mate. Oh. You've done it again. That's two weeks. Done it again. Nothing if not consistent. Can't be thirty-three years, can it? No, it, it, right. was, it was last. Be. It was last year. No, I don't even think it was twenty-three. It was. It was eighteen months max. <sighs> anyway, yeah, thirty-three <laughs> years. Apologies. Uh, thirty-three years ago, The Simpsons in nineteen ninety-one hit number one on the UK album and singles chart. They were number one on the singles chart. They did get to number one, but I don't know if it was this point. But they did. They had a number one album and single. So we're going to be celebrating Do The Bartman by looking at the good, the bad, the best, the worst, the weirdest of fictional bands. I've picked five fictional artists and their songs. We'll probably go through a few others as well, including Do The Bartman. But before we do, go over to our Patreon page. That is an order, actually. Go over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash true cult pop and sign up for any amount of money. And coming tomorrow, if you're listening to this podcast, the day it comes out, we will be looking at a band who are very definitely not fictional. They are very, very real. Sixth, the trees are dead and dried out. Wait for something wild. The debut album from one of the most influential bands in the history of the tech metal movement, mm. a band who I have a long and storied history of <laughs> and with, which I'll be talking about at probably painful length, I would imagine. I can't wait, mate. I'll, I'm going to make a cup of cocoa. Make sure I've got my joggers on and uh, something comfortable. And hear about the original lineup of Sixth. Yeah. And how, before and Justin how, joined the band, before James Leach yeah. joined the band. How good the demo tape was. And how good the demo was yeah. when they opened for Dead Life Portrait, who were then called Knee Jerk. Back in, no, no, they weren't. That's Frank 
That's Frank. Turner's I was going to ask Frank Turner's back. They were called Breakneck. Sorry, they were called Breakneck. Okay. Well, they were called Dead Love Breakneck. Yes. Good knowledge for a podcast, which essentially is going to be talking about Usher quite a lot. I think you need to <laughs> chuck that in. But yeah, um, you don't have as much history with Sixth, do you? You are not a long-term fan. No. I'm a day one motherfucker like me. No, that's fair. And I'm really looking forward to um, being educated because uh, as much as I'm ashamed to say, well, I say ashamed, you know, this is the first time I've ever really kind of listened to, I think, any Sixth but especially this album. It completely passed me by as I will go into. 2003 Gaz was very different beast to 2004 Gaz. Let's put it that mm. way. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's that. If you want to sign up for the £5 tier, you'd be owed another another special. And we haven't actually announced. I said I was going to do this after me and Gaz yeah. had the conversation about what we're going to do for the next couple of months on the £5 tier. Every other week you get a big special on a classic album or a beginner's guide to coming this wednesday if you're again if you listen to this podcast that comes out you are going to get our beginner's guide to early emo and i'm just going to clarify what i mean by that immediately <laughs> if it yeah. came out before three cheers for sweet revenge by Chem my chemical romance it mm. is eligible if it came out after it is ineligible sorry aiden Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry, Aiden. Sorry, the Academy is. Uh, Sorry. But yeah, we will be going back and talking all things Rights of Spring, J-Tree. The good stuff. The good shit. Game face. <gasps> oh, game face. Stuff like that. Bloody love game face. You're well up for this, aren't you? I can't wait. It just gives me an excuse to kind of talk about bands that have either been kind of forgotten about I guess or, or just not enough people are even aware of mm. so you know I, I'm going to try and use this kind of responsibility as responsible as I can I'm not just going to put Blued American you know as mm. awesome as that album is I'm going to you know let's, let's dig a little bit deeper on this Steve you know this. yeah I think I think on Wednesday we're going to save the day for you <laughs> so uh, get up kids <laughs> And oh. um, <laughs> uh, anything else that we can do? Te that's a good pun Cause, on early. Because Texas is the reason. <laughs> no, no, don't mind, is it? <laughs> it terrible. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. The state all. or the I DIY think, shop. Yeah, it's oh. <laughs> it's gonna be a revelation. Records. Anyway, so there you go. Yeah, exactly. Patreon.com forward slash true cult pop. We're going to be doing that. Right. We have introduced a couple of weeks ago a feature which I very much like. Congratulations on this, Gaz. Lost Thanks, Cult mate. Pop. Lost Cult Pop, right? Where mm. we pick a long forgotten hit that people don't really talk about anymore, even though it was definitely a hit. Mm. And you picked one last week. It's my turn to pick something this week. Yeah. And have you ever had that feeling? where I, I kind of loved it. I love this idea, but I thought to myself when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. But I was like, will we peak too soon? That was my worry. Will we, will we peak too Never. soon with this? Not a chance. And I'm worried. Wow, well, I'm worried that I might have peaked too soon here, right? <laughs> Speak for yourself. Because I've... Because <laughs> I've picked 1983's Boxer Beat by the Joe Boxers. Oh. 
Yes. From their sole album, Like Gangbusters. Yeah. Which is just a great album. Who are the Joe Boxers? Well, they are a British new wave group, as it says here, formed in 1982. So only a year later, they were having the Boxer Beat hit number three. Number three. On the UK singles chart. Unbelievable. Mad. Mad. Um, who basically kind of got uh, Buzz Wayne, who used to be in the rockabilly band Buzz and the Flyers. Don't really know that, but Buzz Wayne is kind of front. So you've got, never got an American guy fronting this Dexies-esque kind of new wave meets like Northern Soul type thing, but with this kind of American soul singer on vocals. And um, yeah, the debut album um, uh, that they brought out is is brilliant which is like i said called like gangbusters um mm. and it was their their only their only album i didn't really know whatever happened to them but the boxer beat was um was a debut single reached number three mm. in 1983 do you know what was one and two that week when it was number three i do mate because it's in my notes as well <laughs> is it really funny? you say it then mate you okay okay well um yeah this this is like peak 1983 this, this really, top three yeah. is 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 fucking outrageous. Obviously, um, box beat, but um, is it Joe Boxer or the Joe Boxers? Well, Joe, Joe Bo- Boxers. Joe Boxers. Okay, yeah. So yeah. box beat. Joe Boxers at number three. Um, David Bowie, Let's Dance at number two. Not bad. And at number Very one, good. it was uh, Duran Duran with their their first UK number one, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Is there something I should know? Please, please tell me now. Please, please tell me. What a tune. Oh, anyway, wow. that is an absolutely brilliant top three. It takes and the, it seems it takes the piss. shocking to me that the Joe Boxers have been forgotten. I don't really know what happened. But anyway, like Gangbusters, it's really great. I think maybe yeah. people might be familiar with the follow-up single as well, Just Got Lucky, which I yeah. think is great That's just well. a, It's just as good as this, I think. I think it is just yeah. as good as this. I picked this because this was one that I had, uh, I played a lot. When I was when I was yeah. first getting into music, I don't know if I've said this, my dad made a mixtape of stuff what I liked when I was nice. probably four. I reckon I was four. So it was a few oh. special songs. Fun Boy 3, actually. It might not have even been special. I think it was like, I think it was Lunatics Taken. Well, actually, I'm probably spoiling it, but because it will come up in a future you know, Lost Cult pop. Yeah. Lunatics are taking over the asylum by Fun Boy Free was nice. One of them. I think it had a couple of weird, couple of Weird Al Yankovic songs in there. Of course, there. it did. This, this, like, this dates it. This track listing really puts a timestamp on when it was made. <laughs> yeah. Hello, John Got a New Motor by Alexi oh Cell was on God. there. <laughs> and then the spam song by Monty Python, oh. Eat It by Weird Al Yankovic was on there, I remember. Yeah. And weirdly, Black Knight by uh, Deep Purple. Deep was Purple. On yeah, quite. I think like probably about four Dexy songs on there as well because I fucking love, I love Dexys. So nice. Madness, so like My House by Madness yeah. and yeah. Um, you know Night Boat to Cairo. I think was on there as well. But I used to have this tape and we would play it back back to back, just kind of like, over and over and over and over and over again whenever we went down to football. And Just Got Lucky was on it and Boxer Beat was on it. And I I hadn't thought about it. I don't know what made Boxer Beat pop into my head because. It popped into my head towards the end of 2020. And it, before that, I probably hadn't thought about this song since about 1989, I'm going to say. Blimey. And then it just popped into my head one day, late at night, when I was sitting around during the pandemic. And I was like, 
oh my god the box of joe boxes and it was when bands were starting to kind of announce that they were going to be mm. coming back the next year and doing stuff the ne next year and i looked and joe boxes reformed <laughs> and they were like oh we're we're playing the hundred mm. club next november so wow. it was literally like a year's time and I was going, oh fuck me! I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to that. I'm gonna go to that. And I didn't. But I would like to see Joe Boxes, and oh, I would like to yeah. sort of stamp on the table, going, "A bucks a beat, bucks a bucks a bucks a beat, bucks a bucks a beat. It's a bucks a bucks a do the bucks." I, I this is just a this is just a fucking banger. I mean, it has got. It's almost got a Ramstein esque <laughs> rhythmical kind of Teutonic. Gun gun yeah. gun 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 gun. Yeah. But actually, it's more like a sort of um, bother bother boot stamping. Yeah, like the jam or something, yeah. it, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, love, love this. Love, absolutely love this song. I, I I feel like this is something that you'd be banging to as well. Oh, mate. Again, I, I haven't heard this since I was a kid. I remember this kind of being everywhere at the time. This was like just before we, um, yeah, the year before we, we moved to Yugoslavia. Um I mean, this is like an absolute kind of classic of a debut single. It's all kind of new wave bounce and drive. Um, Elvis Costello meets Joe Jackson, meets Boomtown Rats, meets The Madness mm. at a Northern Soul Club in Wigan. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a, a real kind of snapshot of UK music at that time. Obviously, you could put Dexes in there as well. Yeah. The way people are sort of taking this kind of new wave sound and added kind of R&B and soul influences to it and brass and stuff like that. Um, I suppose we were just about to get the Style Council at this we point. Were, now, yeah. We were, yeah. Well, yeah, Style Council, their first single was like 83. I think Jam's last mm. single was like Christmas 82. And then, yeah. yeah, it was like straight over to um over to, to Style Council. So yeah, like you said, you know, follow-up single, Just Got Lucky, it's just as good. I think that was a top 20 hit. Uh, and like you said, you know, one one album and done. You know, but it's it's a great album. It's on, you know, it's it. Um, I I don't think it's on streaming sites. I think all that's up there is like a compilation. Yeah, it's of weird like that they've got a, a compilation. Yeah, the, the the best of the Joe Boxes. Yeah, because <laughs> that's so basically that's the that's the ultimate kind of piss take. Because you know, you always get these. You know, you get those kind of budget labels that put out like greatest hits of, um, say I don't know. PJ and Duncan, like someone we might be talking about in a bit, you know, people that had very kind of sketchy short careers. Say, like, you know, I've seen Let Loose compilations out there, right? I'm like, fuck me, they're, they're two hits, you know. But, the, you know, the fact that the Joe Boxers have a best of album out there with one with one album and probably a handful of B sides is, well, actually, I've looked, is wonderful. I'm just <laughs> I've just looked actually, and, and apparently they did release a follow up, uh, Skin and Bone. I thought that was unreleased oh apparently okay. it's the next one missing link they split up in the middle of recording oh that, right okay. things. so okay. skin and bone but that doesn't even have i mean that didn't chart and didn't do anything. i've never even heard of it before i mean uh like gangbusters went into the uk album chart number 18 just got lucky mm. number seven in yeah. the uk was their second single they've had two singles number three and number seven mm. i mean even in america just got lucky got number 36 in america well that's pretty impressive and it was used on the 40-year-old Virgin. I'd forgotten that, actually. I've <laughs> just seen it was used on the 40-year-old Virgin, God, apparently. I haven't seen, I haven't um, seen that in a while. But yeah, it's a good album, like Gangbusters. It's a it really, really, really good. good album. Really, really good. There's a few, um, unfortunately, this kind of sound was kind of obsolete 
not long after kind of 83. By like 84, pop music and 85. Like when did the second album come out? Right. 85. 85. Mm. If it sounded anything like this, not a fucking chance. 85, yeah. it was Flock of Seagulls, you know. Yeah. That kind of sound. Yeah, yeah. Simple Minds. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Shame, really. Yeah, it is a shame because, you know, I think if you have got any kind of residual love for any of that type of stuff at yeah. all that we're talking about, then I think you would really, really oh, would love enjoy this. Great, great song. Really, really great. Boxer Beat. Yeah. It, By the it, Joe Box or Joe Boxers. Not it is Joe a Boxers, genuine so. kind of Lost Cult Pop single. This, this is mm. the kind of definition of what I wanted this kind of section of the show to be about. So, yeah, good shout, mate. Good shout. Thank you, mate. Cheers. So, should we do the gigs we went to in reverse chronological order? Reverse chronological. Okay. So, because I, I would say, with all due respect to who we're about to talk about, they probably were the least sort of special. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No shade. That, no on shade on any Black of Black Honey, uh, mm. who were great. So, we went to see yeah. Black Honey at the forum last night. We'd been to see somebody else just before that in the afternoon did a double day of double gigging yeah uh told sam young sam slight about that and sam told me that he he did that he saw refused and son on the same day which is quite different to what we did but i did think <sighs> bloody hell that sounds like an intense day an old man shouting about communism in your face <laughs> for half an hour and then two blokes just letting their guitars feed back for 90 minutes. Just making people shit their pants and, and vomit at the same time. Oh, yeah. he knows how to live that little Samuel, doesn't he? Oh, good times. Uh, but Black Honey, mate, really good. So Izzy yeah. was on the show a little while ago. And, yeah, she was great. Um, she, was, she was a wonderful guest. She was great fun. Really good guest. Very, very good. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. And yeah, she was really good. And she picked some excellent records. And I have to say... The first thing I will say is I was sort of surprised at how sparsely attended the balcony of the forum was shut. Mm. And I feel like I've seen bands who are not as big as Black Honey. Black Honey have had two top 10 albums, NME covers, played the main stage at Reading Festival last year. And yet that balcony was shut, which I thought was a bit weird, to be honest. It was. A bit. I was quite surprised that it wasn't because I was like, oh, the forum fits, feels quite small for them maybe. But, you know, I was thinking maybe they were could have i suppose out of brixton at the moment it's hard to know where you could play but yeah it, it wasn't ram packed yeah, I, was, which I, was, I was a little bit surprised about yeah i was fairly surprised but it, it looked quite busy down at the front when you go down to like the you know the next set of stairs i guess mm-hmm. um but that's it there was a lot of very excited very people excited. very lot you know I, I heard a lot of uh i love you izzy yes. shouts a lot coming yeah. from uh, in front of me and behind me <laughs> so lots of very very excited people out on a school night let's put it that way yeah I, I think the people that were there more than made up for the fact that it wasn't completely rampacked mm. by being very very keen on Black Honey yeah. and I can understand why like you know when when Izzy came on I'd been listening to you know I've heard their album I, th- I think I saw a little bit of them at Reading last year and I thought they were they were good on record you go oh yeah NME band kind of an NME band but live oh it's a different beast altogether isn't it way heavier heavy man yeah really kind of like you know very very rock like not indie rock 
no. pure rock. Yeah, rock. I was like, they're, they're a rock band. This reminds me of Hole. Yeah. And, you know, obviously when Izzy came on, she spoke about the Pixies and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, loads of Pixies. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I thought it was uh, like, they were really good. They have got the sort of second half of that set. Yeah. Had some super memorable, big mm-hmm. kind of chant along choruses and yeah. really, really like great pop hooks buried under this huge wall of feedback and sort of gnarly guitars and stuff. I, I I very much enjoyed them. Didn't enjoy the sword swallow so much. Made me feel a bit sick, to be honest. But some bloke <laughs> that, that's what that's what they the got sword. him out for a second time, Steve. I think it was just oh. for you. Yeah. It's horrible, that wasn't it? You never been to the circus before, mate? I've been to the circus okay. before. But I don't like the idea of a big, long bit of metal going all the way down your esophagus. No. I, I like the fact that the second one he did was kind of, had like, it was glowing. I can't like that. Yeah, I like that. As, yeah. as in you could actually, you know, so it was proof that it was going somewhere. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, it was definitely it was, going somewhere. Yeah, it was I definitely think my, going my somewhere. My fucking pizza I had beforehand was going somewhere <laughs> when I saw that as well. Yeah. 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 But I, yeah, it was cool. Like, you know, they obviously thought about the... the uh, the, the show yeah the show no, definitely it was a proper show and that was that was cool it was it was, it was quite refreshing to see and like you said it was it was they were a completely different beast live there was a lot more kind of the riot girl stuff live mm-hmm. you know the heavier mm-hmm. the heavier end of like sort of sleety kinney you know L- kill bikini kill l7 mm-hmm. and you know um and yeah pixies man a lot of fun is izzy is an absolute fucking star and yeah. I'd love to see her on bigger stages, really. But yeah, I was, I was, I was surprised. I was surprised that yeah, it was it was closed up upstairs at the forum. But it was, it was lovely. It was, it was just lovely to see you know these kind of quote unquote younger bands, I guess, taking nineties influences and just kind of making them into this kind of new kind of fresh thing, you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's it's had a great. The sound was brilliant. The show was great. Um, I like the, the 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 kind of like neon flashing eyes. They looked like the eye of Horus or something. Yeah, it was quite cool. Yeah, it was. Right. It looked yeah. cool. That kind of again, you know, they're going for that sort of light light turquoise neon pink. Yeah, like wash. Oh, and then a bloke in a sort of sparkly suit swallowing swords behind <laughs> yeah. them. And then these, like you say, these kind of like fluttering eyes behind the right at the back of the stage yeah. as well. And, you know, I think you've got the kind of Izzy obviously looks like this sort of almost elfin amalgam of Debbie Harry and Courtney Love. Yeah. You know, and, and, and has loads of presence, mm. but also feels really quite normal and down to earth yeah relatable as well she seemed incredibly kind of blown away like genuinely kind of stoked that there was a lot of mm. people there watching her band you know and, and was- that little speech she did towards the end i thought was really really cool that mm. you know like i think it was before the last song um Bring it all where, where she was like you know oh yeah exactly all the girls or non-binary or, or people that identify as women i want you to come to the front i want this to be a kind of safe inclusive place where you feel that you know, you can just kind of relax and have a dance. And I thought that was quite, that was just nice to hear. Yeah, she's cool. She's really, really cool. I like them a lot. I was, um, yeah, I think, I think if they write another album, which can smash that kind of, 
I think if it was a bit more kind of heavy on the guitars, but kept that kind of Veruca Salty. Veruca Salt, that's a good shit. Poppy sweetness yeah. to it. I think like they, they could they could really fly. I thought it was really good. Really, really good. Mm. Uh, before that, we actually headed on over to a special performance, an acoustic set by one of one of your favourite ever bands. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Crowded House. Crowded House. Mm. That's it. Uh, yeah, just like a kind of very exclusive little um, like matinee acoustic soiree. It was Neil Finn uh, and uh, the bassist from Crowded House. The name completely escapes me right oh, now. Oh, mate, don't ask. I, oh, I, can't, I, I can't remember I the I should know, really, name but um, yeah, know. it was... But you know, it's, it's fine to not know. No, and it was yeah. I I I I'd never seen Crowded House. Like when I was like, yeah, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, the Crowded House were like one of my absolute. Nick Seymour. Thanks, mate. Nick Seymour. Okay. That's what that's what I said. That's what yeah. I said. That's blatantly what I said, mate. Nick Seymour. That was a Nick Seymour on Neil Finn. Thanks, mate. <laughs> um, you know, Crowded House was like one of my favorite bands growing up. Um, you know that that run of singles. You know, whether with you, Four Seasons in One Day, it's only natural. Fall at your feet, distant sun, pineapple head, yeah. locked in. Oh, fuck me! Like that, that greatest hits that came out when they split the first time in about ninety five, ninety six. I think it was called Recurring Dream. It was one of those greatest hits that every home had. It was huge, a huge, massive seller. Every song was a classic on it. Uh, and I generally thought, well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm never going to get to see them and stuff. But and to kind of sort of see them, like so up close and and kind of hear that those that voice and um the way the harmonies kind of intertwine it was just a, a very beautiful thing and they they opened with distant sun and i just literally that was brilliant i'd forgotten that even existed that song <sighs> well, you, you, well you were saying the same thing about fall at your feet weren't you as well fall at your feet I, I, oh yeah wonderful. i mean i honestly i walked in and i was like oh yeah crowded house and you know they played a couple of new songs yeah. one of which sounded like you turned to me and you was like it sounds like a gaslight yeah anthem. and i was like yeah, yeah it does a bit doesn't it yeah, yeah. like really great. it sounds good so yeah. i'm sure we'll review their upcoming sure. album yeah and i sort of went oh yeah crowded house I, you know like and in my head i was like i weather with you that was the only one i was going off the top of my head mm. I was like, yeah, everywhere you go, and they didn't, they didn't even. Yeah, play that, that, that took that took balls. I think we said that at the end. It was like it takes balls to not play your biggest UK chart smash uh, in yeah. an acoustic set. Um, yeah, but they, they did finish on "Don't Dream It's Over," which was absolutely bloody wonderful. So, you know. Yeah, and I, I was like, oh my god, "Don't Dream It's Over," of course. <laughs> and I mean, mate, so like you say, "Distant Sun," you know, it's only natural. There were so many, and I was like. Afterwards, we started talking, and after seeing them, you know, I think they played, they played eight, seven or eight yeah, songs. Po- yeah, yeah, pineapple head, fall at your feet, uh, distant sun, don't dream it's over. Two new ones, three new three, ones, three new ones. Three yeah, new I think, one. I think it was three, three new ones. ones yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, seven songs yeah. set, three new songs, and four absolute classics. Like you said, like pineapple head when it came, I was like, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Distant sun, oh yeah. yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I was like, yeah. oh fucking hell. Yeah. Even don't dream it's over. I was like. Oh yeah, of course. Mm. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? I'd completely forgotten. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and uh, you know, it was really cool to see someone like Neil Finn is an amazing. Song oh, player. this is incredible! Like an all-time amazing, just great, yeah. simple. Yeah. I guess you'd call it M O R. 
guitar yeah. pop. I mean, it was whatever, kind of you know like I mean? when they were around, kind of first time. When like what was the album? Wood, when Woodface came out, the one with Wither with you and stuff mm-hmm. on it. You, they were kind of marketed. It, it was called. They were calling it like Leonard and McCartney, like Leonard Cohen mixed Paul McCartney. That, that was the kind of mm. you know. Um, but it, it's just kind of beautifully, kind of classically, like timeless kind of pop songs with like genuine kind of just genius craft behind them and just effortless he was just he was shitting out these songs for, um, for years it, his solo like like he, he did an album with his brother in the mid-90s just under the, the moniker Finn that was great his first solo album in 98 was called Try Whistling This that is absolutely fantastic it's a crowded house album in all but name and then um, obviously you know a few years ago he fronted uh, a little band called Fleetwood Mac you might have heard of them yeah, he did. Yeah. Mental. Did he, re- did he replace Lindsay Buckingham? Or he did he replace. No, he replaced Lindsay Buckingham, yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I... The world is a better The world I, is a better place when there's a new crowded house record, I think. You know, and I'm really, really... Yeah, it, yeah it, it is really, really it was good. lovely. I thought it was really good. Very surreal. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, but it was lovely to go see yeah. him but I think we have to really talk I'll tell you about what was what lovely though <laughs> the best of the week and an early shout for gig of the year for me and I'm not going to say too much about them because I think I've reviewed them over the last 18 months on the podcast like three times already and I've already sort of reviewed this show but yeah. we went to the O2 to see the 1975 still at their very still best still at their very best and I'm going to say it was my favourite time seeing the 1975. I think it was the best time I've seen Really? It. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It was brilliant. Even though, they, you know, they, they cut out chocolate. Um, they cut out girls, didn't they? They chopped quite a few kind of biggies. And it was still the kind of, you know, the, the, the meta critique on well, i don't even know what it's meant to mean really the show but it's set in their flat with them playing their flat and it's all like yeah. you know matty healy's nightmare halfway through jumping in the tv and and then turning up on a stage in the middle of the which it didn't do before when i saw them it turned up in the middle of the uh the the, the o2 on a on a kind of b stage mm. with a waxwork naked dummy of himself, of himself. who's dead uh which mm. is i was like oh, okay that's different. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, all that stuff, all the kind of extraneous stuff, it all looks cool. It's all good. I think I said it before. Ultimately, the bangers. They've just got bangers. Yeah, just got so many bangers. But Gaz, Hello. you've seen it. You've seen it for the first time. First time. What did you reckon? Oh, it. I'm struggling to remember when I've, I've seen like... Um, an arena show and it is you know an arena show in the truest sense i think a real real kind of show the you know the way it kind of opens when they're doing like you know being funny in a foreign language they did like i think the majority or at least the first half of that album and they're straight off the bat um i like the way they all kind of sort of gradually come onto the stage like through through the kind of because the, the, the set is like a, yeah like like you said like a flat and it's got a street light and stairs and front door and stuff and how, how they all kind of sort of gradually come onto the stage and stuff and how when you see it on the big screen and it will say you know and starring 
da 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 you know, featuring, mm. you know, like it does at the start of like a sitcom or something. And I, th- I think it was, it was just so, so clever. Like the detailing in it, uh, even down to like the bits where, you know, the, like the road crew have got like the um, like white lab coats on. You know, and kind of mm. moving things around or taking parts of the set away. You know, a bookcase would disappear, and then the whole bit where like Matty's like, and if I just say stop, and everyone just does the the freeze game, and I'm like, yeah, they've been they've been doing this now for a while, man. That is serious, like drilled into them. That it's just mm. like, and it just, and it, it, even the things where it's just like, I mean, I, I think we said about it in in uh, like during the gig. It's like, was that a mistake? Really, was it part of the show? Because they're that fucking good, and they're that they're that they're that talented, and they're that kind of well drilled into the show that they can just go, oh, you know, that was a mistake, and then let's just do that again, or just change that intro and stuff. And you know, that's been practiced for you know months. But it's mm-hmm. and, and the, the way it started with it just you know it it just I I did get I mean I mean fuck me you know I'm. I'm what am I? Forty six. Yeah, I did get. I did get a bit giddy when Matty Healy got on stage. <laughs> in my in, in my head, I was just like, because obviously, you know, you, you, you've got, you know, there's there's a. You know, let's be absolutely honest, right? There's a lot of girls in in that crowd, right? That will, yeah. that wants to just marry him and will go to war for this guy, you know, mm. and and the sense the, of excitement um was it was fucking palpable i i haven't no i haven't been to a, a a gig with that sort of atmosphere in a long time and it was lovely there was nothing threatening about it it was just genuine kind of they love this guy but it's not just a case they're gonna go and scream and go ah they're gonna fucking dance and party and they're gonna sing oh, along yeah. to every fucking words every words and like and then when matt he you know sits down at the at the piano and they open with um um, the 1975, the, 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 the track mm. off the latest album with the, do, 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 and it was just like, yeah, this. It was such a genius way for for the um, the show. So I then straight into looking for somebody to love. And by that, I was, I, I'd, I'd kind yeah, of lost great. use of my of everything by this point. My body had just gone a bit jellyfied. That was the point where I was like, fucking hell, Gaz, you are getting a bit giddy here. The the biggest uh, pop star, okay, all right, the biggest male pop star in the world, possibly. Oh, maybe in Britain. Yeah, I don't know about the world. Okay. Maybe the big biggest British. Maybe, yeah. Man. Well, even then, because you've got Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I, I mean, he's not as big oh, as Ed Sheeran. Is he? That yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure. He's. About he's that. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was just getting excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's brilliant. He's the best. Oh, he. He is. Oh, he. You know, I mean, like they write amazing songs yeah, like, I, i've never flip-flopped on a band so hard i don't think or i can't remember the last time i flip-flopped on a band so much where i was a bit like hmm. i don't when i think back to when i listened to um uh not being funny in the foreign language the one before that a brief inquiry into oh no sorry notes in the conditional form and and a brief inquiry into online relationships yeah. i remember being really like gone that impressed me when when i think back back in when we reviewed a brief inquiry into online relationships and people were going oh they're like radiohead and that and i was like no they're fucking, they're fucking not. not and i still st- i stand by like they're not but at the time i was like no they're not actually like radiohead but i kind of like they're not ra- like radiohead i don't really want them to be like radiohead i mean but the way that people were jumping up and down like when the sound kicked in the song the sound yeah. and everyone was and i looked around i was like 
I have not seen this level of just absolute joy and energy emanating from a crowd no. for a really, Same. really long time. And it was, it was absolute unbridled joy. Mm. And it's hard not to get to get fucking wrapped up in shit. Like I mean, you know, when they did the, they did the first set, the the kind of being funny in a foreign language, and then when they get to still at their very best, and they come back on, they strip the stage, and they just do like a kind of you know yeah. a, a kind of run through the greatest hit stuff. And actually, like you know, doing like menswear, um, and it just being this kind of weird electro thing in the middle of it, and you go, oh, he's not just bangers. Like you've got some kind of quite challenging stuff that you're doing yeah. as well but then when they come out and they i mean i still think if you're too shy let me know it's just that is one of the best pop songs ever yeah. made by anyone yeah. ever like do you know what yeah. i mean like that is so so good and you know again like if it's not living if it's not with you i think it's fucking amazing yeah. somebody out the sound the sound was brilliant like Sex is a fucking great song as well. Oh, Caroline. Oh, that that, that was looking for somebody to ridiculous. love. Like they've just got, you know, they've just got so many, just and absolutely even, undeniable bulletproof songs. They're fucking brilliant. Even the one where um where Matty Healy was on like the the B stage, you know, hugging his hugging oh. his naked torso. <laughs> the, uh, the song that <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, was it Polly Money sung. Yeah. Uh, yeah, is it Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ, America. Uh, Jesus Christ, two thousand. God, God bless America. America. Is so so beautiful. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. That was really great. Yeah, because yeah. again, they didn't they didn't do that when I saw them last year. Wonderful. So there was a few extra things, and like they've been changing the setup every night. Is why you think that kind of precise uh, a thing, and and yet they still yeah they can still change change it up. It up and that, how cool is that? That it's mm. yeah mm. they they really they great. are a, a genuinely I think important band. I do think this now. I I mean I can't believe I'm saying yeah you know, if 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 Gaz from ten years ago could see that oh if he could see me now he would give me a right slap because I, I, I three years ago well, yeah surely. yeah like, tell you three years ago but like, fuck off mate nope it was hearing randomly one day hearing a track off being funny in a foreign language on the radio I must have been looking for mm. somebody to love or happiness it was one of those two I think uh, and mm. I was just like. I was listening to it and I'm like, fuck it, who's this? It's Tears for Fears. <laughs> you were crying. Yeah. <laughs> this is living in a box. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the guy says, <laughs> the end, I was, you know, one of the tracks off the new album from the 1975. And I'm just like, no. And the, no. the genius of this band, and it is genius, I'm going to say as well, is that when we talk about stuff like living in a box, hue and cry, level 42 like that sort of thing and people go oh god like why are you talking about these crusty shitty old embarrassing pop bands that were never cool when it weren't even no. cool in the yuppie 80s even at the era, time right even at the time they were yeah. not cool it was not cool well, to own a well, living in the box single well guess what <laughs> now loads of young cool teenage girls are obsessed with a band who sound exactly like yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. it's so mental you, it's so you know what mental. i was saying last week about kenny g and as in you're never too old to have that second chance mm. to become cool mm. it completely applies to living in oh, a box you and cry yeah all those fucking yuppie bands <laughs> they got to bring like tony hadley and fucking 
yeah, like Mark King. Uh, the, yeah, and all that. Like. Mark, Mark King doing a duet on the next 1975 album. I saw, I saw a picture today, and Matty Healy was like doing the backstage photos with some with, with some fans, and he's wearing a Minor Threat T-shirt, and I was like, I fucking love that, mate, because your your band sound like the fucking Blow Monkeys. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> wearing a Minor Threat T-shirt. Oh, Absolutely brilliant! Wonderful. Anyway, gig of the week. It was good. More than likely going to be. My gig of the year. Up there, gig of the year. Yeah, you know, so great. I'd happily go. I'd happily go and see them every week. And now mm. they are so fucking red hot. Leave your suspicions at the door. Go and see the 1975. Yeah, they are a genuinely uh, important, important band. Well, you won't be able to see them for a while. I would suggest. Uh, I don't think they're going to be touring. They're going to get and probably be a new album. Probably be a while before they come back. I think that was the last chance to right. see them on this run. So okay. we might have seen a a historical Boo. run because I think the show is very very different. And it's been you know like there's been so much chat about it. I yeah. think people will look yeah. back at this as like a kind of classic. No, tour. anyway. So, sorry, just what one more thing about that before we move on. Um, hashtag Healy Watch, mate. Non event, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was, yeah, like he didn't really say anything. He said one thing, he did say to someone, Shut up, you don't know. When they asked him what they were, which I quite like, he's funny. He that was funny, funny. though. I mean, he's, that was controversial. Yeah, he's necking pints and like smoking, smoking, smoking fake like, cigarettes. I, yeah, faking, yeah, fake, fake cigarettes. And I, you know, like, I think he's well aware of this. You know, I, I loved it so much. I went back home and I watched their performance of um, the sound at the Brits in 2017 and they flashed up loads of insults about them on yeah, the screen. Yeah. And I was like, they're really knowing. Like he knows, he does. you know, when he was like... I mean, if that was part of the show, just... but he was sat there watching one of the tellies at, towards the start of the show and yeah. there was like all the clips of, you know, Noel Gallagher slacking the band yeah. off and all slagging these people, yeah. Someone going, he might be a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> like all that sort of stuff. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, he, he yeah, might be, right? Yeah. self-aware enough, he man. might be. Yeah. He certainly is. Um, yeah, anyway... Mm. Usher, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't really care about a Super Goal. Super Goal. Super, care about a Super Goal, but don't really care about the Super Bowl. Wrong shape, wrong but, shape ball, isn't it? Wrong shape ball for me. But I, I'm always interested in who plays the halftime show. Oh, yeah. And it's got better and or bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger all the time, right? Yeah. Now, I, uh, I've got to be honest with you. When it was announced that it was Usher, I was a little bit like, eh, you know, I, yeah. I I remember Confessions coming out in 2004. I knew a few people at drama school then, a few people I knew listened to that. Obviously, I had like, you know, my boo and yeah, and yeah. the title track on it were like massive songs. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. But I've never been really like big on Usher particularly. I've never really been big on him as, a, as an artist. How about you? No, Sam, I was, I wasn't really a kind of a fan say i was kind of aware of the songs because i was still listening to radio one at the time so i knew i knew yeah mm. my boo and especially yeah 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 it was ever that was inescapable um yeah. although although when i was an usher at my mate's wedding in 2004 if someone asked me if i was an usher i'd reply yeah <laughs> i'd just walk away <laughs> that was just like it was just like the perfect time to do it but well yeah done. No, thanks uh, yeah, but no, not really. I think part of it was because I was getting exposed to so much of this stuff um, from the, from um, 
the relationship I was in at the time. I was just kind of mm. so anti all of this. Mm. But good though, isn't it? It's fucking great. <laughs> he so, was really good. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, if if a certain person is listening, uh, you're right. Usher is very good. I was wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. Good. Twelve songs set in thirteen. Yeah, minutes. well, he got he, he, he mean, got an extra two minutes longer than anyone else has ever got for a Super Bowl halftime show. That says a lot. I it? didn't know that. Yeah. Whole yeah. extra two minutes, which was, well, they, you know, that's uh, considering with, with something that's run on kind of military precision, where it's not about mm. minutes, it's about microseconds, right? In this thing, getting a whole extra two minutes kind of says a lot about how I, I don't know, does that show how much of a kind of cachet that Usher still has in America in 2024? Because has he just come off like a massive Vegas residency? I believe. Um, I don't actually know, to be honest. I sure, have I'm sure no I read idea. that. I'm not, I'm not saying just come. Maybe it was like a year or so ago. But he did like a long, re- you know, um, residency at right. Okay, um, the Bellagio. I don't know. I'm just. I I, yeah. I couldn't tell you, yeah. but yeah, but I think you know when you look at the other people that were kind of rumored to be doing it, you have people like Miley Cyrus and uh, NSYNC and Taylor Swift and Harry Styles were all kind of rumored. I was like, is Usher as big? But then I guess in America, he's a lot bigger in America. Yeah, and yeah. obviously, and, you know, like yeah, then he is over here, but he's pretty fucking big here. I would have thought, but like you know, twelve songs set. I don't know all the songs. Um, loving this club, I thought it was good. But my favorite bit is that bit towards the end where he comes on on roller skates oh, yeah. and he's singing as well. That is amazing. It's incredible. It absolutely Brilliant. slaps. I mean, it looked like, you know, it was it was like a bling take on rollerball. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, no, getting rid of Slipknot and bringing yeah, in yeah. Alicia Keys. See, that, that's that's, what, yeah. that would have been a much better film. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Just instant home run. Yeah. Take my money. Yeah. Uh, I did like the... Um, the you Apple rating intro that was quite funny, with the um, yeah. uh, might cause relationship issues warning. <laughs> that was quite funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, guest slots. You had Alicia Keys. You had Ludacris. You had your mate Will. I. Am. It is three hundred <sighs> ideas a day. You know, not that happy to see him. No. To be perfectly honest, no. but I tell you what, that last little bit, oh. it was giving me whacking a little bit of "Can You Feel It" by the Jacksons yeah. is in there. And then when you go into like when when they went to turn down for what, I did actually. I had a little. I had I think like in wrestling they call it a pop. I had a little oh, really? pop. You had a pop. Yeah, Ooh. I did. Yeah, I went. Oh, I did the DiCaprio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I did that. And um, and yeah, ending ending on, yeah, with Little John Ludacris. And um, it, it was really good. It was really good. It made me go, hmm, I might, I might go back and uh, reinvestigate yeah. some Usher. Because I, 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 right. I always had a couple of bangers in the sort of late 90s. I was like, oh, he's got a couple of bangers. And then, you know, that album came out and I was like, yeah. again, it wasn't really what I was particularly fussed about listening to at that time. But I always really like, yeah. Was, Songs are undeniable. Song. And there's a reason yeah, that very, he very did. Um, I mean, he, he looked cool as fuck as well. Uh, you know, yeah, with the he's white very suit. Cool, I like the um, the kind of like circus performance kind of vibe of some of the dancing and stuff. And you know, it was. Mm. You know, was it as good as the Dre performance? Well, no, that's kind of that's Absolutely that's not, next nothing. level iconic all yeah. time. You know, that was a brilliant. That probably so you know, good. My. my 
my heart says Springsteen because I thought Springsteen's one was was fucking outrageous. But Prince Purple yeah, Rain the in the Purple Rain was brilliant. But you know the gold medal. It, it is the Dre one. Was that last year or the year? I'm before? also gonna. That was two years, two ago. years ago. I'm also gonna shout out you uh, two. I think I did this. Yeah, before. Michael Jackson's one. Michael out Jackson. U2. Back in yeah, you t- you two straight after in in New York straight after or, or soon the kind of the first one after nine yeah. eleven where they did where the streets have their name and all the people's names went up. I thought that was actually simple but incredibly effective. Very good. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. So well done, did Usher. You watch, did, Congratulations. Did you watch the game? No, uh, no, no. I can't watch rugby, let alone. Oh really? Whatever that. Oh okay. No. I was. I, I, I watched the rugby. I've just have no interest in, in American football. The no, game. I, I love the band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But. yeah. Um, I thought when you said the game, then I nearly went, time to play the game! <laughs> the old motorhead. Triple H thing. Anyway, so yes, if you're listening to this podcast day it came out, do the Bartman was at number one. Do the Bartman by The Simpsons. Mental. That, that would be number one. A song written by Michael Jackson. Yeah. Partially, partially written by Michael Jackson. We don't know how much of it he actually yeah. wrote. And part of the 1990 album, The Simpsons Sings Super the Blues, Blues, which was, mm. you know, it also had uh, nothing but trouble. Deep, deep trouble. Single, that? that was the, that deep, was the deep follow-up trouble. single. Deep, deep Dubai. trouble. Bart. Yeah, Bart. yeah, that was it. Yeah, good. Um, but do the Bart, man. I don't want seven-inch single. I'm sure you did. I had it on cast single. Okay, and and yet yeah, again, following still... the tradition of the awesome Michael Jackson B-sides, associated B-sides, it was just the instrumental version on the B-side. Of course, <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. Yeah, Do the Bartman is one of many songs that have been created by fictional artists over the years. Now, we're supposed to be serious music journalists aren't we me and you guys we're very we're very serious I, I, music journalists I'll, so, I'll tell you yeah i've never been called a journalist before thank you very much mate i'll tell you that uh okay i'm yeah i mean that's why so serious i'm happy to i'm i'm happy to <laughs> <laughs> i mean you make as much money doing music Fair. journalism yeah. as the last guy yeah. <laughs> the last guy the guy yeah i talk i talk point. shit so, so yeah, yeah i, I know so but if he if he is, then you are as no, well. Thanks, you mate. and Sam okay. are as well. Um, uh, anyway, so um, yeah, the, you, you would think we would be. Oh no, music should be real and true, and da da da, and blah 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 blah. I actually don't. No, I actually not don't on this pod. Not in this parish, mate. No, not in this parish. I'm, I'm happy to celebrate fictional yeah, artists. Sometimes if the song's good, who gives a fuck? If the song's good, it gives a fuck. Is Do the Bartman any good? Yes. Yeah. It'll be purely nostalgic. Way, it, of course it is. I think I think Deep Deep Trouble might even be better. Deep Deep Trouble is it. better. I think it's I, 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 I had the album. Did you? I see I did. Yeah, album. it's long gone now, but yeah. Mm. So before we get into the five songs we're going to talk about, I'm just going to chuck out. You've got to just do a quick kind of yes or no. You can do a box ABC okay. if you want. Uh, on certain um, artists, and I kind of grouped them together. So there are the likes of Spinal Tap, mm. Death Clock, or Bad News, the, f- the the kind of the comedy metal yeah. band. You like that? Two out of three, yeah. I'm, I'm worried about Death Clock. 
I tried getting into I the think... cartoon. I was, I was recommended to me by a plethora of people, but I was just like, nah, that's not for me, mm-hmm. mate. Uh, I think musically, I like Death Clock more. Oh than yeah, the yeah, two, but I, I don't watch Bad News or Spinal Tap to listen to the fucking songs. No. Or like you know, Spinal, Spinal Tap. Know. There are some fucking memorable tunes in there. Let's be absolutely honest yeah. about this, mate. You know, I, I watch Bad News. The Bob watched the Bad News film just so I can hear um, uh, Klaus from the Scorpions just go Bad News, Scheiße. You know, <laughs> let me just go. Worst fucking band I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, metal's already ridiculous enough. You don't really need to create a fictional no band to parody it, really. Although I do like, you know, those two things that you're talking yeah. about. Um, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Banana Splits, <laughs> the California Raisins. <laughs> We're talking about. We're talking about school holidays th- here in the eighties, aren't we? <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, We're talking about we're talking. We're talking about basically. I mean, the banana splits aren't really. They're not cartoonies, but they're kind of living. Talking about cartoon things that couldn't exist in this world, but they they have got together and formed a group of some description. Mm. Got any favourites from any well, of them? Well, banana splits. Oh, I love the banana splits because I remember the Big Breakfast used to show it. Um, yep, and. You know, Banana Splits, the, the the theme song, the cover of it was one of the songs that got me into punk. You know, hearing the hearing the Dickies do Banana Splits. Yeah. I was just like, wow, they're playing it like 50 times faster. And then I heard the Dickies do Nights in White Satin. I was like, this is great. And yeah, they, they were kind of one of the first kind of punk bands that I kind of fell in love with. So, yeah, mm. I've, I've got a lot to thank the Banana Splits for, really. You know, <laughs> to be honest, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, uh, fuck Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, I yeah, no, that, I, I, I was more Chip and Dale than Alvin and the Chipmunks. Zig and Zag, Roland Rat, Mr. Blobby. There's another thing for who who were never meant to be musicians. No, but they got so big that they it was just it they was just a natural to thing. Be. It's like when you're that much of a star, you're going to release a single. You know, the first I think the first song or single I ever got bought for me was Rat Rapping by by Roland Rat. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rat Rapping. I've run right. Single-handedly <laughs> saved yeah. TVAM. They he were going did, down yeah. the fucking toilet until the uh, they run around Kevin the gerbil and uh, yeah, love it. Yeah, pop my childhood. So, and the final one would be something like Citizen Dick uh, from the film Singles, who are like a well, grunge Jam, band who exists yeah. within yeah, who are grunge, who exist within the framework of a fictional yeah. World, yeah. so they almost kind of don't exist in yeah, this yeah, yeah. world. Like Kathleen Ka- Turner Overdrive in um, what's mm. the film High Fidelity or Jack Black's band? Uh, yeah. yeah, or or Stillwater in Almost Famous. Oh God, that was the Jimmy Nail and Bill Nye, wasn't it? No, no, that's still that's still crazy. Oh, still crazy. Stillwater in Almost Famous is is Jason Lee. <laughs> oh, Kate, it's Kate oh, Hudson with it, and they're all singing yeah. singing Tiny Dancer that's on the, the bus. Yeah. yeah. No good song, so unfortunately. Yeah, no. So yeah, so let's start with one that's a bit. Oh, and I would say also, um, I'm gonna give a shout out to Doctor Teeth and the Electric uh, Company. Is that what they're called from the Muppets? Mm. Who are one of the great fictional bands, but unfortunately, yeah. they're just a cover band. So I've had to kind yeah, of bin them. No up. covers, mate. Uh, no just covers, and also the oh, other geez. one that I didn't do was Flight of the Concords. We spoke. Yeah. About. 
Because Flight of the Concords, I sort of, I was like, oh, we'll obviously we do Flight of the Concords. And I thought, well, hold on a second. Flight of the Concords do actually exist in the real world. I know they're making fictional stuff in the show. Yeah, but, that, but they do exist they go on tour. in the real world. They go on tour under their real names yeah. as Flight yeah. of the Concords. So I was like, I actually don't think they're fictional. No, I think they're it real. started out as a fictional thing, but then came to life in, in 3D. It did. Yeah. It's great. So let's go back to one that i just said a kind of a, a fictional artist leaving the thing that they're in <laughs> and jumping into the real world as pj and duncan did on the 11th of july 1994 mm. when the two characters from the show biker grove released let's get ready to rumble <laughs> which was a big a big hit massive a big hit massive number nine yeah. Here in the UK, only number nine. Four. I could have four hundred thousand copies. That was a top no, well, five well, wait, wait out, mate. It was a number one single in two thousand and thirteen because they did really there. Yeah. On what Saturday Night Takeaway on. with their smug fucking faces popping out the TV? Yeah. <laughs> the good so one hold on, gone, you. Then. This isn't PJ and Duncan. This is Ant and Deck. You've broken character. Rubbish. Unbelievable. Yeah, rubber. Not, not happy with that. It was also nominated for Best Single at the Brits <laughs> of uh, in the 90s. Absolutely That's mad. crazy. Absolutely So mad. that would have been... So that would have been Brit, Brits 95, wouldn't it? Okay, I, I, <laughs> you, you talk, mate. I'm going to get up the Brits 95. Okay, you do that. Well, so basically what this is, is um, the long-forgotten CBBC soap opera, a kid soap opera, Biker Grove, set in a fictional... Youth club in Newcastle, in, Baker, in, in Baker, and Spuggy, in, or yeah, Spuggy man, and and Spuggy, yeah. and, and all Jeff those lots, and and uh, Donna Rare, whoever, whatever her character's name, Donna Rare, and um, oh. the two main ones were the mates PJ and Duncan, who you probably know as Ant and Deck, and have gone on to have a career which doesn't seem like I can't believe they're still as popular as they are, but mm. they are. But this is sort of where it all started for them. Uh, back on Biker Grove as PJ and Duncan until Duncan, I want to say, I want to say Duncan got shot with a paintball gun <laughs> and in the eyes and went blind. I'm, I'm deck man. I'm blind man. I'm blind man. My eyes man. Let's take out our ear pieces. <laughs> and um, yeah, man, it was, it was, uh, it was weird when this song came out. I'm not going to lie. I was like, what are these two doing? <laughs> like from Biker Grove. Yeah. Why are they on top of the pops? And why are they doing this sort of dance pop hip hop song? Mm. Bizarre, wasn't it? Deliberately misspelt rumble. You know. Deliberately yeah, misspelt. Yeah, to uh, avoid copyright. Like, like Apple Crumble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Yeah, Ma- Michael Buffer, the boxing announcer, he he owned mm-hmm. the catchphrase. Or copyrighted the catchphrase, yeah, yeah. so they had to spell it with an H. Right. Rahumble. Um, like a rumba. Like a rumba. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, one one of the people behind, um, or as part of the, one of the one of the co-songwriters, a guy called Nicky Graham. He he also produced "Crazy for You" by Let Loose. There's some fucking nineties pedigree right there. Bloody <laughs> hell, it? he's got a lot to answer. And he for just this geezer. Uh, they they actually um, performed this show. So they actually performed this song on Biker Grove when they were still on there because they had a band called the Grove Matrix. Wow. Right? Were they better than the Orange Organics? Another one's going to be Do you remember the Orange Organics on Pumble? Yep. 
No, 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 yeah. is good. <laughs> no, um, I, I don't, I don't nobody tells me what to do. This. No, not me. Let's see how. Where did you get Pugwall from? Brilliant. Oh, man, I rate Pugwall. Uh, Pugwall, blimey. <laughs> oh, but obviously, you know, this this being the kind of era of, you know, take that and leave 17, being massive, mm. obviously, you know, in, in kind of 93, 94, it was inevitable that they were going to become, because they were heartthrobs anyway in Biker Grove, yeah. man. It was all. It almost seems Some in, fucking curtains on. Oh my on god! Deck. Every Climbing. all the fucking chavy kids at my school had that cut. We didn't call them chavs back then. I can't remember what we called them. Kevin's, I think, or mm. you know, um, Kev's. After the Harry Enfields. Exactly. Put it in context, yeah. Steve. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Put a date stamp on it. Um, I mean, they, you know, they they assaulted the charts, man, for a few years. They had a lot of hits. A lot of hits. They did. You crazy cats. Uh, if I give you my number, uh, shout, yeah. shout, come on, let it out. I'm not your stepping I'm stone. Not your stepping stone. If I give you my number, will you call? No, I won't. No. <laughs> Do you work? So here's what I'm wondering with this, right? Because let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. Was on Biker Grove. It was. They did it in characters, yep. PJ and yep. Duncan, right? They actually uh, were the... <laughs> this, is, this really dates it. They were the second ever band to play my... They opened the, the Anvil Theatre in Basingstoke. Oh, really? Which is still there, right? And they, they do concerts the and they do... So they, plays could, and they couldn't get Anvil from Canada. Like that, yeah, that isn't, yeah, well, amazing. I think they probably could have yeah, got Anvil at that point, done, to be perfectly yeah, Anvil would have loved it. <laughs> but the first ever band to play it were D-Ream, and PJ and Duncan were the second. And they were billed as PJ and Duncan, I remember, because yeah. some people were like, oh, I'm going to see PJ and Duncan. Yeah. But I wonder when this switchover happened. Well, from P- because, so is, is their debut album Psych? Yeah. Is that them in character as PJ well, and Duncan? You're missing out part of the 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 group name there, mate, because on the first oh, out, PJ Duncan, AKA, AKA. PJ yes, Duncan, right. AKA, yeah, a lot of people miss that bit out. It's quite, it's quite, you know, integral to you know the overall kind of yeah. vibe and the the It the, is, the but illusion. it doesn't meet. It doesn't help <laughs> answer my no. question though, because it's just like you can't just go PJ and Duncan. Yeah, but, yeah, but also, in 19, and they're not in saying anything. Ninety four, mate. They were more. If you saw them in the street, you wouldn't. In nineteen ninety four, you wouldn't have said there's Ant and Deck. You would have gone there's PJ and Duncan. That was the brand. The Ant and Deck brand yeah, but, didn't come until. Yeah, but I would have said know. there's Charlene if I'd seen Kylie Minogue on the street in nineteen ninety seven. Oh look, there's there's Charlene, there's Scott and Charlene. If Jason Donovan and Kylie Minogue, yeah, but I think in this country, I go look at yeah, but in this country, they were so kind of tied to those roles. I think that must have been part of it. Plus, plus, Probably. how can you how can you market a, a pop band called Ant and Deck? Well, yeah, Do you know what I mean. I mean P, no, it's not P, like P. Jane Duncan, Duncan, Duncan sounds a bit is much more better. kind of. I don't know. I guess street. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as for the song, yeah, I, I always found it a bit confusing. I always found it a bit because I was like, okay, so the song's on the thing. You're now TV characters coming out and then actually release an album. But are you like, and then suddenly they're like, oh, we're Ant and Deck now, we're Ant and Deck. Yeah. And that was just, that the was it. The third album right? was when they came out as Ant and Deck. I think it was called The Cult of Ant and Deck. Came out. 
Coming out. <laughs> yeah. We're coming you, out. You, the, 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 the first single was oh, the first single was a banger. It was like, when I fall in love, it's going to be forever. But like, forever, forever, I fall in love, going to be forever. No? Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, no, I do. Yeah, I do. I do remember that. that. Yes, I do remember, remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that. But mate, yeah. let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. Watch us wreck the mic. Watch us wreck the mic. Watch us wreck the mic. Psych. Psych. Yeah. Right. So what they're saying is we're gonna fucking wreck this yeah. mic, and then they go. Ah, oh, psych. Like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna tidy mic. up no, after really. ourselves. <laughs> I don't really get why they said. Partners in crime will never do time. A sentence for us has to end with a rhyme. Yeah, I suppose that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Mike and Psych doesn't matter if it means anything. Why am I getting caught up in the the meaning? Like yeah. I, I feel like I've maybe thought too much about yeah. PJ and Duncan. Yeah, this is this is tall, mate. You don't need to kind of analyze it this much <laughs> after thirty years. <laughs> but I tell you what, right? But oh, it's a banger, though. Oh, it's a banger. It is a banger. Let's get ready to rumble. Is a banger. Production on it's it is is great. Dated. <laughs> Very, very like kind of mid nineties, oh, yeah. but there's just some. I wish Last Resort was still around when I used to DJ that. I'd always drop a couple of like big pop bangers, yeah. and nobody ever dropped this. And I just think like no one had the balls. If I now, I'd, if I had the chance now to go back and drop, let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. You know, I'm doing it. You know, I'm oh, doing it. Question. Yeah, um, um, I'm into this. Um, yeah. a strong start mate. in a very ironic way. Whether it be Ant Deck, PJ, or Duncan, uh, who knows? Duncan. Um. Yeah. But mate, if you thought I was thinking too deeply about that, I've had some very strange thoughts about this next one. So I've <laughs> Wait, gone for... You've had strange thoughts about the person? I ha Well, the whole makeup of this yeah. song, which I'm going to talk about now, right, which is bizarre. So Paula Abdul, not a fictional character. No, very real. Featuring MC Scat Cat, who is very definitely a fictional character... The song is Opposites Attract. Again, had this on 7-inch single back in the day. Released on 17th of November, 1989. Taken from her debut album, Forever Your Girl, from 1988, which has got all the big Paul Rowan Oh, my it. goodness me. What an album. You know, got some absolutely legendary songs on it. Rush Rush mm -hmm. is on that. Um, straight Up. Straight Up. No, Rush Rush, is, Rush, Rush was on the follow-up. No, Rush Rush isn't on it. Okay, yeah. yes, you're right. Sorry, Cold Heart yeah. um, is oh. on there. Oh, oh, Straight oh. Up's a banger in it. Yeah. Uh, first thing that I should say is uh, Paul Abdul, having watched the video for Opposites Tracked, uh, having seen it back in the day, and I had one of my first crushes, Paul Same. Abdul. Beautiful, Same. lovely, lovely looking woman. And I do think she can probably do a bit better than a cartoon <laughs> cat in baggy trousers with a goatee who smokes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who is MC Scat Cat? Where's he come from? Well, what's going on? <clears throat> it, it it's kind of a it's kind of a riff on um, Anchor's Way. You know the Gene Kelly dancing with mm. Tom from Tom and Jerry, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. That's what they're kind of riffing mm. off, and it being obviously the nineties, everyone smoked, and you know wore baggy pants and. Uh, the it, yeah, MC Scat Cat is a classic case of what we're all about. <laughs> you know, he's got his own Wikipedia I know. They, page. It, they actually, I, I only found out today that there is an MC Scat Cat solo album. 
Ah, uh, there, there is. is. Right. Okay. Or call it, it's called MC, MC Scat Cat and, I don't know, Posse something. I've got it here. He's MC Scat Cat and the Stray Mob. That's it, the Stray Mob. Yeah. So they I'm, invented a cat to be in a Paula Abdul yeah, song. Yeah, and it beca- uh, the cat became bigger than Opposites Attract. It be- the cat became huge, which is it's not, so not me, kind mate. of 1990, <laughs> you know, because this really is, is yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the album, the mad thing is this was the final single off the album. This should have been the fucking first single off the album. Well, yeah. I can kind of understand sort of why it wasn't because it's fucking ridiculous. Like it got to number yeah. two in the UK, got to number one in the yeah, US. Yeah, I, I think mean, there was four or sold... five number one hits off this in America. Mate, I've got... I, I had to look this up, right? I've got I've got the top ten here, right? From the week it got to number two. Check this out. Go okay. On. This is fucking outrageous. So this is uh uh the week ending fifth of May nineteen ninety, right? Mm-hmm. Number ten, family stand, ghetto heaven. Banger. Banger. Right? Number nine, hearts, all I want to do is make love to you. Power ballad banger. I remember I do remember yeah. that one. Uh, yeah. Number eight, yeah. Soul to Soul, A Dream's a Dream. Brilliant. Oh, yeah, Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Number seven, Snap the Power. Brilliant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, number six, UB40, Kingston Town. Don't actually mind Kingston Town. I, <laughs> I don't actually mind Kingston Town. <laughs> okay. Uh, this top five is ridiculous, right? Number five, Dirty Cash, Stevie V. Oh, fuck me. What an yeah. absolute uh, brilliant Number four, song. Killer, Adamski. Oh, what it, a right? banger. Number three. Oh, number I love three, that. Alana Miles, Black Velvet. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, like, I, that is good. I mean, I think the other two that I've loved them so much, I'm a bit like, yeah, yeah that is good. But like, that yeah. is good. It number is two, good. Paula Abdul. Opposite Paula Abdul. No, and MC Scat Cat. Obviously. obviously. Don't forget MC Scat Cat. Um, I think the single is actually billed as Paula Abdul with the wild pair. Yes, that's what yeah. they're um, they're yeah. better and uh, yeah, number they're, one, they're, Vogue, yeah. Madonna. It's a fucking strong top ten, isn't it? It's that's really that's very strong good. Top 10. That is very good. Yeah, I mean, look, I absolutely, <laughs> I love, I unironically fucking love. Oh, there's this no song. need. It there's is, no like need say. for irony, man. This is this oh, is a no, pure no, no, late eighties no. sexy funky pop banger, an all timer. It is. But it also, I can understand why it wasn't the lead single because you would be like, all right, this is your first single, Paula Abdul, and we've got you fucking a cat. Do you know what I mean? You are fucking a cat. You are openly going, I have sex with a cat. I sleep with a cat. I'm in love with a cat. A cat, admittedly, who's wearing dungarees, sunglasses, has a goatee beard and is smoking a cigarette and does a rap in the middle of it. But still, you would go... You know, I always thought, oh, well, this is obviously aimed at kids. Like, do you know what I mean? You just think this is the song itself. If you didn't know that the video was a cat, you would go, yeah, absolute banger on its own. Absolute banger. He never mentions in the song, oh, by the way, you know, one going up, one coming down, but we've seen the land on common ground. When things go wrong, we make directions to keep things moving in the right direction. Try to fight it, but I'm telling you, Jack, it's useless. Opposites attract. Oh, and I'm, oh, a, and cat, I'm a cat, by the way. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, by the way. They don't do that. So you go like, oh, yeah, as a song, I can see, like, why it works. 
at, um, for the adult market. <laughs> but as soon as you stick her dancing with a clutching cat, who no one's ever heard of before. Yeah. Like, it's not like she's doing, oh, she did a song with Donald Duck. Or like, oh, she's doing a song with whatever. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> who is this cat? I remember watching it and being like, must be an American thing. Or is it the cat from the Cheetos advert? I didn't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just accepted yeah. it. And it. But it was such a great song that I was like, I'm having it. So I'm always, I've always been really kind of, I do, I I do love this. Song. I think it's, it's, it's a great pop song, but ultimately <laughs> equally, <laughs> it is also so fucking yeah. weird <laughs> that they've just gone, fuck a cat as well, Paula, if you don't mind. Yeah, is that right? Rush, rush, come, that's coming next. We'll get Keanu Reeves in the video. I tell you what, if we get Keanu yeah. Reeves for the next video, can you pretend that you're having sex with a cat in yeah. this video? And she's gone, yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah. Right, that sounds like a good, that's a pretty good trade-off. But a great song though, isn't it? What that's undeniable. Song. And she, that the album this is from, Forever Your Girl, is, is, a, is mm. a wonderful, wonderful pop album. Classy pop album. Yeah. Lovely, there's lovely little periods around here where you're getting kind of Rhythm Nation by Joe yep. Jackson. And uh, what would, so we're just about to get like a prayer by Madonna and this yeah. comes out and I think like the second Whitney album yep. is coming out around this time as well yep. there's loads there was, t- there was really, so much really, of it at the time great. it was great it was a wonderful yeah, time for that kind yeah, of pop music and then obviously Dan- Dangerous yeah, was. was just around the corner as well and, you know. mm-hmm. yeah. and um, as well you can search out Paula Abdul on tour doing this live and a bloke in a big cat suit comes out and sings of it of course well. Like a bloke in a in in a kind of you know you go to Disneyland and they're just like yeah. masters. So he just suddenly he just like smashes yeah. through the back and she goes, "Oh, scat cat, what?" Are you Unfortunately, doing? yeah, and he's like, avatars Hello. weren't a thing in in nineteen ninety <laughs> no, really, no. were they? So go ahead. We need a Paula Abdul tour where she has a a uh, a hologram of MC Scat Cat. That's what I'd quite yeah. like. Also, his name's Scat yeah. Cat as well. Scat Man. Came a few years later. Do you think Scatman saw him and he was like, he's not even He did spell anymore. Scat with a K though. He did, yeah. Is that where you, you know? Is it? Well, yeah. It, it's Scat cat with a K. True, true. Yeah, well, is, 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 does that mean it's just more street or does he's that mean he's gangster. actually into the, 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 the defecation? <laughs> I don't know. I've got a cat yeah. and, and she will shit around the house Trying sometimes when she, like, a little, like, yeah. So, anyway, mate, opposites attract, fucking banger, absolute banger. Right, I am now going to talk about a band from a film, and I'm going to save. I'm going to save the best one till last, actually. So, I'm going to talk about Pink Slip. Pink (laughs) Slip is Lindsay Lohan's band. Yeah. In the film Freaky Friday, so I've gone for the song Ultimate, which closes the movie after all the hijinks have gone down. Freaky Friday, the remake, the 2003 remake with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan, is a very good film. It's a great film. Yeah, a lot of fun. Really yeah. good film. A lot of, like, you know, a, just, you know, a, a, a good remake of um, a kind of a, a, a teen film from the time, you know, the whole body swap thing that you get in big... And vice, vice versa. versa. I was about to say vice versa. Shout and out for a savage. <laughs> shout out for a savage and Judge Reinhold. Please rise for the uh, the the right honourable. The Judge right honourable Judge Reinhold. And <laughs> and um, 
and you know 17 again and all, all those fucking films are you know all the films so oh, but freaky friday's up there it's one of one of the one of the best one of the best of of its oeuvre i would say really yeah, really I good and and you know if you look at the kind of thing that was popular around this time and if you look at the bands that are on the soundtrack to freaky friday it's classic early 2000s fair. Do you know what I mean? Classic early 2000s spunky pop punk fair. You've got Simple Plan on there. You've got American Hi-Fi on there. You've got the Donners. You've got Bowling for Soup. You've got Andrew WK. You've got Ashley wow. Simpson. You've got Joey Ramone on there for some Doing what? Reason. Doing what? <laughs> what? Doing What a Wonderful World. Oh, that... Do you remember doing the, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. the Louis I'll Armstrong? Yeah, that was on his um what turned out to be his final album i can't remember what that was called i can't remember what it's called it's also on the michael it Moore. Is. yeah as the as, uh, as the Fahrenheit yeah 9/11. as the planes are flying in he uses yeah joey ramon's version of wonderful world yeah yeah. yeah yeah so um slightly different yeah. vibe to freaky friday admittedly but you know whatever well, whatever yeah. works for either of you and that's, um yeah, that's music licensing to a t right there <laughs> do you know girls aloud recorded a song you freaked me out for the film but they didn't use it outrageous they did use bowling for soup they didn't use that says a lot about uh 2000s whenever this was 2003 was it 2002 2003 it says yeah. a lot about 2003 really where you know, bowling for soup. Um, We're playing Wembley this year. That says yeah, quite a lot. That about says a lot about um, your what's now, what's come around has now gone around, or what's gone around yeah. has now come around. That we are now at the point where, yeah, yeah bowling for soup, and uh, yeah, next year it'll be simple plan and mm. um, what they call sugar cult. I can't believe that I said sugar cult to someone today. No fucking way. Quite bad pop yeah. punk bands. I thought it's not about it for ages. But anyway, but yeah, so that stuff was popular. And I don't really like any of that stuff. But there's something about an end credit, spunky, pop punky, yep. like Kelly Clarkson y, uh, Ashley Simpson y sort of, you know, Disney fied. Busted, he like. I mean, I mugged you off for doing busted a few yes, weeks you did. ago, and here I am going. Oh, what about Lindsay Lohan's solo material? They like. Basically, I mean, obviously, it is Pink Slip, the name of a band. But I think Ultimate is actually a pretty good song. Yeah. And I just like the film. I kind of wanted to talk about the film because I was like, it's one of the better songs on the soundtrack. I think. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's that classic kind of early noughties grungy pop punk. Um, apparently, when forming the bands, um. Yeah, obviously, Pink Slip. Um, Mark Waters, a director, wanted something that was a cross between Bikini Kill and Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Did he, he kind of got, he? got there, really. Kind of got there. Because the guitars are yeah. surprisingly I mean, you know, overdriven. Skater Boy was, was, was huge, obviously, by this point. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's kind of why this song was like all over MTV. Do you know who plays the guitar solo on this song? I actually and I, don't. I'm probably going to I'm probably my, my pronunciation will probably be heinously wrong and for that I apologise but it was Amir from Orgy no a- really Amir yeah, Decker yeah Amir Decker yeah 
Um, he, 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 I'm here in the yeah, desert. He I'm here was, in the desert if you've got the first culture. He was a constant on set. He was the advisor to sh- for like people would come to him and he would advise them on how to act more rock star on stage. He taught well, Lindsay how to mime to the song. Oh, there wow. you go. That's cool. Orgy, orgy now have a point in the musical history of hey, things. Listen. You know, well, he does listen, anyway. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm going to stick up for Orgy. Don't you dare! But I got a so- I got a soft spot for Candy Ass that <laughs> album. Quite like it. It's no cycle. It's no it's cycle, songs, isn't it? Uh, you're probably right. I do like cycle rap. Um, but yeah, but it's good. I mean, look, you know, this is a very, very standard kind of pop punk thing. But I think when you've had, when you've, they, they all had them though. They, I think all those films at the time had those. Better in, the, yeah. yeah, of course. Better in the context of the film. When they come in at the wedding at the end and everything's gone back and it's like, hooray, it's a happy hooray. ending, and you get it. Very yeah. good. Very, very good. I think it's cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, got any any other particular ones you remember from well, that era? Because it's always a band always, playing. Always. It was Letters to Cleo doing the cheap trick cover of uh, I Want You to Want Me. I think that was at the end of 10 Things I Hate About You, which is which for me. Was that how yeah. it was? Yeah, that's a that, great. That, that's a very for good me, film, that is. I thought it was Say Ferris. No, or no, no. It's not, is it? Uh, Say Ferris. Yeah, did they one. did. Um, you know, there was. Um, She's all that. She's like Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. Whatever happened to Freddie Prince Jr. I see. I, I, I was. Lee Cook as well. I was quite. Was I was George? quite a fan of all these kind of late nineties, early noughties kind of rom commy kind of films. Mm. I, I really liked. Really like them. <laughs> I'd, I'd always make sure I'd go and see like the, you know, this year's kind of she's all that, you know, or, or, or well, something that had Melissa Joan Hart in, basically. You know, <laughs> God, it wouldn't have been much to be fair. Oh, but she was hot shit <laughs> at the time, <laughs> mate. She did. She, she did was two or for three. a bit. Yeah, she did two or three. She probably did, didn't she? I well, I'll talk about the continuation of that mm. in a second. Actually, in fact, let's move on. I was going to save um, this one for last, but since we're airing into that those rom-coms um so my ex-girlfriend um she loved all those rom-coms right i think like my little sisters were the absolutely right so my little when 2004 i was or 2003 freaky friday wasn't it so i was 23 and my little sisters were like um 15 and 12 right so freaky friday was absolutely sort of perfect for them and i remember watching it with them being like yeah i actually quite like this even though i was a bit of a cynical prick probably and but then my girlfriend at the time really loved like i went to see stuff like confessions of a shopaholic four christmases um fucking god what other bullshit did we see like just any any like like stuff with mandy moore in or like it wasn't even the sort of teen comedies we'd go oh, to the world did you go and see like, like the matthew mcconaughey leaning ones all that there yeah. was that period where he yeah. was just leaning in all the in all the posters yeah yeah all that yeah. all of pretty much every single oh. time one of those new rom-coms came yeah. out you know uh, usually the, 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 the drew barrymore 51st um, dates and, and adam sandler 51st yeah. dates that was actually i think was our I think we won our second date. Yeah. We went to see Fifty First Dates with my ex. So yeah, oh. and she loved it. So that just became a thing, right? And we went to go and see Two Thousand and Sevens Music and Lyrics, which was Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant. Again, absolute rom com staples of the two thousands. Music and Lyrics, unlike Freaky Friday, 
is fucking rubbish. Is it? it is absolutely <clears throat> rubbish. Well, you, you've saved, you've saved me an hour and a half there of my life that I wouldn't get back. To. I've never crap, seen it before. Mate. I remember it coming out. It is. Mate, you, all you need to watch is the first three minutes, okay. which is what we're about right. to talk about. So for those who don't know what music and lyrics is, it's basically a... Hugh Grant is a washed-up pop star who used to be in a band, and he had... He's got loads of... You know, he gets his, his kind of old royalty check every year from his big hit, and he writes jingles, and, you know, he kind of... Um, he does bits and bobs and then he gets asked to write a song for this sort of young megastar. So it's a bit like, um, you know, when like, I don't know, I suppose it'd be like Taylor Swift now asking Johnny Burrell from <laughs> Razorlight to write a song for her or something like that. Like, wow. Do you know what I mean? So let's hope, let's hope that doesn't no. happen. Yeah, and Jesus. So he's like, oh, I've got to write this song and I haven't done anything for ages. And blah, blah, blah. And Drew Barrymore basically comes into somebody who waters his plants, I think. Right. And she just comes in and she's like, oh, I know you. You used to be in that band. And he's like, mm, and he's all grumpy. And then she, uh, he's like trying to write while she's doing her things. And she says like, oh, you should say that. And it turns out she's this incredible lyricist. So she's like she Bernie is. Taupin and he's out, he's out and John. And they end up having sex. And I, I don't think Bernie Taupin and Elton John have ever had sex so i'm not saying that about them but like they end up getting together so it's like a classic rom-com mm. thing they meet through this thing da, 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 da. but anyway it's rubbish it's Sounds absolutely terrible. rubbish but hugh grant the band that he used to be in where well, again it, it was a band called pop <laughs> and the opening credits which is a fucking rubbish night again like you're in a pop band from the 80s and your name was pop Brilliant. i mean they could have well, come that up was obviously come up with someone who wasn't alive in the 80s yeah, yeah. And the opening credits are is a video of Hugh Grant's band Pop playing their big hit, right? And it's a really kind of 80s video. Like, he's got the big bouffant hair. They're all dressed like kind of Duran Duran, sort of circa Seven in the Ragged, Ragged Tiger kind of thing. And it's all in, like, the, the, the Robert Palmer, you know, neon fucking background. Don't think there's a bit of uh, David so Brent in there floor. as well, though. <laughs> a lot of David Brent in there as well. Yeah, there's a bit, a bit of that. But the thing is, it's it why it doesn't work is because, like, well, firstly, his band's called Pop, and you just think, well, that's really unimaginative. Yeah. They haven't kind of done the grain of it. It always annoys yeah. me when they don't granulate it yeah. to look like the 80s yeah. as much. And so that annoyed me a bit. And the, but the video is cheesy and funny. But the but he's like part of a, two of them. He's kind of the Andrew Ridgely to the other guy who you see singing mm. in the video. They're doing kind of dual vocals. He goes on to be this massive solo superstar. But he's not in the film at all. You think there's going to be this yeah. scene where he goes... Oh no, look, it's the guy who was really fun. We fell out yeah. when we were in pop. The conflict bit. He's really successful. And, oh, bloody hell. But he just never turns up, this guy. And you're kind of waiting for him, he never turns up. But all of it is fine because they do the song. The song is called Pop Goes My Heart. On Spotify, it's written by Hugh Grant. And I'll tell you what, mate, that film might be an utter bag of shite. It might be 104 minutes oh, long. It is utterly rubbish. But for two minutes and 53 seconds, it's fucking glorious because Pop Goes My Heart, that's an that's a banger. This is a banger. Yeah. They they may not have got the the 
kind of look or the feel or the graininess of the the, the video and stuff right but they got the song right the song is an absolute home run it sounds like a lost yeah. flock of seagulls track from 1984 um, it really does it's got that kind of wonderfully kind of ice cool synthy kind of sound that obviously we both love and the, you know, the video the video is funny man the kind of the classic kind of overacting, the floppy fringe the bad miming um immediately i just i was just started thinking of um what's the david brent video what he does um yeah, if you, you don't, don't know, know right by now. now, yeah, juxtaposition records, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, what are your? It, it, it's isn't it funny how how that like over the past I don't know five to ten, what I suppose ten years now, like Hugh Grant seems to have gone through this massive renaissance. Like, yeah, I mean, because he was like on this, I was, I was like, like, I mean, God, I, I, you know, I I I, I, I hated four weddings. At the time, I hate it even more now because I I I wasn't aware of my absolute no. disgusting hatred for Richard fucking Curtis. I hated no, that. Uh, what was it? Notting Hill. Um, yeah, the, all of them. Richard Curtis. The, the only. Well. I mean, the fact that Four Weddings is probably the best one. Yeah, it says a lot, really. Yeah. Um, but you know, over the past kind of few years, obviously being in, you know, being the baddie in Paddington too, like chewing the scenery. Um, I mean, mm. to be fair, you know, I, I I think it's shit because again, it's fucking. Richard Curtis, but the Hugh Grant kind of renaissance, it started with him playing the Prime Minister in Love Actually, really. For some reason, that scene of him, yeah, we both think it's fucking dog shit, him dancing around Downing Street to Girls Allow's awful cover of Point Sisters Jump for My Love. <laughs> I like that cover, uh, whatever. Maybe I just don't like it because I just, all I see is this Hugh Grant's ass. For some reason. Yeah, um, okay. But it's, it seemed like that scene still seems to, I don't know, get a lot of mileage with generate, you know, the generations today. Yeah, it, but for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, I mean, fuck oh, that. yeah, fuck, of course, <laughs> like, fuck whatever. That. Jesus Christ! But, but he, I think... he was fantastic in um, in Wonka uh, as the, I've seen uh, it. the Oompa Loompa. Um, he was, mm -hmm. yeah. and it's just like, yeah. Hugh Grant, who would have thought? But he was, you know, he's, he's quite good as a sort of cheesy pop star catch, and he's always a bit more cynical. When he get, when he gets a bit more cynical, I mean, he was in um, the Kingsman. I yeah. think he was in that. He was quite good. Is that what yeah, it was called? one of the Kingsman. Yeah, I don't the, know if that the, was the latest Kingsman film he was in. It was all right. Yeah, and he's been in a few. Yeah, he's you know he's he's been good in a few things I think over the years. But um, yeah, like you know, this was the period where he was just doing these. He's too old to do. I think it's good for him that he's too old to do these boring shonky rom-coms which do seem to have just vanished i think i remember they're just on netflix yeah i think i think they've, i think they've gone straight to netflix now but the song's great the, the song is is, the song fuck is, it, is, is so good how, how can a song yeah. be so good but the movie be absolute dog shit like i said i've never seen it i remember well, it coming I, out i'll tell you i why. remember the film post as soon as i saw the film poster online i was like oh yeah i remember seeing that at the time I, i'll tell you why because the guy who wrote it yeah. His name is Andrew Wyatt, and he has written "When I Was a Young Man" by Bruno Mars. He has written songs for Charlie XCX. Wow. Um, he wrote "Dreams" by Beck. Um, he's done he some rock stuff as well, written, isn't he, Andrew Wyatt? Yeah, he's worked with Liam That's Gallagher. It. Written a bunch of stuff yeah. for Liam Gallagher stuff. He wrote "New Love" by Dua Lipa. He wrote uh, "Wish That You Were Here" 
uh, for the song from Miss Peregrine's uh, Home for Peculiar Children by Florence and the Machine. He wrote that. He wrote a few songs from As You Were by, I think he wrote like five from that. He wrote um, a song for Lord. Uh, he wrote Shallow by Lady Gaga. Uh, he wrote, um, uh, uh, I can't remember what else he's done. He's done a few, a few like kind of, uh, yeah, he did some for Miley Cyrus, worked with Miley Cyrus. He's done a bunch of songwriting, like, yeah, um, Why Me, Why Not by Liam Gallagher. He wrote pretty much everything yeah. on that. Uh, Slide Away, he's worked with Caroline Polachek. Um, he's worked with Major Lazer. He's worked with the 1975, uh, the Yeah, Yeah, Yes. Wow. Uh, yeah, so he's done a lot of stuff. He did, he basically scored... He, he did a lot with the, the Barbie score okay. as well. The score for the Barbie thing. He did Pink uh, by Lizzo on that. He wrote that song. Um, and he wrote uh, the Joe Lipper song, Dance Tonight as well. He wrote that. So he's got pretty good songwriting credits, that geezer. So, you know, obviously, but this was only like the fourth song that he'd written that got him. But, I, you know, I, I think it's a fucking great song. Like, if you're going to parody an yeah. 80s song, it's right up there. And there's another song that they do on the, in the film and it's nowhere near as good but this oh, really? song I thought I wasn't gonna lose my mind but then pop goes my heart pop goes my heart it's great fucking yeah. great so um, don't watch music and lyrics no but do watch Freaky Friday oh for sure watch Freaky and, Friday but do not watch music and lyrics but do go and listen to Pop Goes yeah. I say go and, watch, go and listen to Pop Goes My Heart more than go and listen to the uh, the Pink Slips song um, let's end with the big lads hmm. of the fictional band world a band who exist purely as a band although they are fictional they don't have a TV show it's weird this there's no kind of spin-off thing for no. gorillas you think would gorillas have a film you would have thought they'd have a film books or a tv show or something but they don't they're just that thing this um this thing between you know uh, jamie hewitt and damon Albarn, this little kind of cartoon fake band that they've created have gone on to become proper massive worldwide rock pop stars with some very very good mm. albums i uh, I like Gorillaz very much. We reviewed their last album, Sam and I, at the start of last year. And I think it's pretty good. There's some really good stuff on it. Some not so good stuff on it. We also did a Your Cult Bop on Plastic Beach from 2010. And I've picked the single, the second single from the album to talk about. From the 9th of May 2010, it came out. Super Fast Jellyfish, which features real people. Um, Griff Reese of the Super Furry Animals. And De La Soul mm. as well are also on this song. I mean, that is Gorillas in a fucking nutshell, basically, <laughs> isn't it? It's one of the great hip-hop artists of all time and this weird little indie band from Wales as well, kind of combining mm. to make what I think this... I think this is my favourite Gorillas song. Oh, I just wow. love it. I mean, this is my favourite Gorillas album, easily. Plastic Beach, I think, is absolutely superb. Um, you know, yeah, whilst, whilst I enjoyed the kind of the early singles... Um, especially the videos for stuff like 19 2000 um it was seeing them kind of do um do this song that you picked uh, on jules holland that made me want to go and buy the album mm. um you know any, anything that involves de la soul you know please take my money thank you you know the, the list of co collaborations on plastic beach is it's obscene you know snoop dogg lou reed marky e. smith moss def bobby womack yeah, bobby womack you know not, not bad for a supposedly fictional fictional band though 
Um, you know, <laughs> this is a kind of you know a wonderful mix of like you know funk, electro, trip hop, and rap. Um, and it's it's you know I I think Plastic Bitch is some of the most kind of forward thinking stuff Damon Albarn has ever done. I, I think it's some of the best stuff he's ever done, and I'm including you know I'm including Blur in that as well. Um, mm. It's super furries. Um, we're, we're, we're kind of they're one of the most kind of more interesting and underrated kind of bands from the Britpop kind of scene. You know, they're just really yeah. bizarre. They're weird. But you listen back to some of those early Super Fairy Animals albums. They are weird. Remember they turned up to Reading with uh, with a tank? With a tank, tank. Playing fucking mm. jungle and drama bass. Yeah. That's the 90s right there. Very, very, um, very, very strange. I don't think I actually watched them at that but, Reading. But I always like, you know, something for the weekend. Yeah. I remember that being, from seeing that on TFI and being like, this band are again it was like it's a bit weird yeah. this what's going on it, well, it took a few albums you know because I, I remember getting i got fuzzy logic and i was like oh i was yeah, in for the and i sort of didn't really yeah yeah i wasn't really in for the get-go it, it took them it took me until ah uh, motherfucker Demon what was the name of the album rings around the world um rings around right. the world no no it wasn't rings around it's actually phantom oh, okay. power yeah i do like rings around the world yeah. now and I remember it coming out, but I but it was, it, it was up until kind of Phantom Power oh, that I okay. really was like, oh, actually, this band are fucking great. And then I went back and got like, I really like, yeah, Rings Around the World, Fuzzy Logic, Radiator yeah, in particular. Great. I think are all um, the, great records. Uh, they're, um, they're the, yeah. the, the band who've got the, the song with the most uses of the word fuck in the top 20 as well, which is, uh, which is genius. Yeah, they are. Um, I mean, you know, Gr- Griff Race has always kind of dived into lots more kind of left field side projects and guest slots. Um, you know, Della Soul's kind of cartoon rap is like a perfect fit for for gorillas. I'm actually going to be for, for for next week's um, Lost Cult Pop. I'm going to be picking uh, a track from a Griff Reese side project. So ah, the space, nice, so, yeah. But yeah, yeah this, this is this is wonderful. I think yeah, Plastic Beach. I think thing with I guess gorillas like obviously you know the first single was Clint Eastwood. And I got mm-hmm. sick to death of that. Both versions, the kind of slow video version, and then the uh, the fast kind of oh, feel emotion, feel emotion. Yeah, I ain't happy. Feeling glad. You know, it, it, it was just it was everywhere, and I was just like, oh. you know. I, I think at the time I just wanted a new Blur album. Um, well, you got one quite soon after, uh, didn't you? And well, was, well, a couple uh, of years afterwards, tank. yeah. Um, and it, it took me sort of a while to get into kind of gorillas, but yeah, it was as I said, it was it was seeing them on on Jules Holland, and I was like, "Fuck, this is nice. this is absolutely incredible." I, I saw them at the Brits in I want to say twenty nineteen, no, twenty eighteen, I think it was. So I remember seeing them at the Brits in twenty eighteen, and they did the full because th- when they first came out, they really because now everybody knows that it's Damon yeah. Albarn plus collaborators and i think people kind of did know that it was damon Albarn sort of like before previously but they at least kind of alluded to the fact that it's like well no 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 this isn't this isn't you know like when you look at the personnel and stuff like you look at the personnel on plastic beach it says damon Albarn, griff like griff reese and dell soul fine but you know jason cox and howie weinberg and it's like oh hold on i thought it was like you know i th- I, I thought they had fictional characters where's the fictional characters names i feel like they've dropped that yeah. out a bit and when i saw them at the brits they did it all behind yeah. a screen and it was all like the kind of cartoon and they, uh, uh, 
but they had dropped out a little bit and I was a little bit like mm, I think you need to kind of decide yeah. what you are which is why it's weird but I suppose they, I think it got so much bigger they ever intended than they ever could have so. imagined that you're just like oh shit like I think originally because I remember when they first toured they played like I think their first shows were like Brixton Academy straight away because Clint Eastwood was such a big hit and it was just like you know D- Damon's shadow behind the script but the the cartoons were there up on screen. By the time they were playing like Wembley and stuff, they really had like, oh yeah, we are going to use all the kind of the the lights and the video is going to be the main thing. And I think people were like, I kind of want to see who's playing. Like, but then it's like, yeah, but that's not what no, the band wanna... is. If you're going to stick rigidly to this idea that you are a yeah. fictional band, that you are, you know, Murdoch, Noodle, and Two D. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do that, you should probably sort of try and do that. But they, but they, but they didn't. Um, so it's a weird one with gorillas because they are practically, as far as I can think, they must be the most successful fictional yeah. artist in history, yeah, right? Be. Surely. I don't think anyone else can. In, in terms of worldwide, because gorillas got much bigger in America than Blur ever were. You know, this was like this, yeah. Gorillas really are Damon's biggest band. What started mm. out as this kind of weird little side project just kind of morphed into this thing that, uh, yeah, just got way bigger than I think any any of them kind of ever ever thought. I know that kind of towards, especially like around the time of like Plastic Beach and sort of going forward from there. I know Jem Hewitt was like he was sick to death of the whole kind of drawing side. I think he. It must have been so much bored, work man. for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I think it was more work for him than anyone else. Really, I think he was just fucking bored of it. Um, it's. You know, I mean, I've been, I've been a, you know, a Jam Hewitt fan for like years. Because he was designing like senseless things album covers, like in the late eighties and stuff like this, you know. And then, sort of, from being like this kind of, I don't know, almost, I don't know, like DIY kind of artist, jobbing artist, to then being involved in one of the kind of bigger kind of bands in the world, really. You know, they, they were huge everywhere. Um, and yeah, they're massive. They're fucking yeah. massive. I'm just looking at sort of where they've charted in the US and stuff. And like, you know, they've had fucking th- one, two, three, four, four albums in the Billboard's yeah. top five. Like Demon Days peaked, you know, first one peaks at number 14. Demon Days peaks at number six. Plastic Beach peaks yeah. at number two. Uh, the Fall peaks at 24. Humans, number two. The Now Now, 14. Um, the Song Machine, which I don't even really count as a proper album, to be fair. Number 12. And then Cracker Island was number mm. three in the US. I mean, it's fucking mental. It is, Absolutely it? mental. Like, yeah. that's big, isn't it? That's big. That's big, you know. And they've had two number one albums in the UK. And, you know, like you look through, like... You know, nearly 2 million copies of the debut sold in the US. 2.2 million copies of Demon Day sold in the US. Like, probably more than Blur have got. Like you say, a lot more than Blur have got. Not that like America is a be and end all, mm. but, you know, there you go. But yeah, um, Gorillas, probably the biggest. Probably shows you, if you are going to do it, how hard it is to commit to the character for a long <laughs> yeah. time. Because, you know, they've now been doing it for 20 plus years. So, yeah, that's maybe what it is. Maybe it's better to just... You know, make make music yourself as yourself. To be, be honest. honest, you're not having sex with a you're not having sex with a cat. You're not you're not a pop star from the eighties. 
You're not you're not, you're not in your mum's body. <laughs> you're not a cartoon. <laughs> and what was the other one? And and you're not your biker. You know you're not really hanging around biker yeah. group. So there you go. Um, a little look there at the world of fictional musical artists. We'll be back next yeah. week. Don't know what's going on next stuff. week. Go to patreon.com forward slash stuff. Go to patreon.com forward slash true cult pop and sign up for all of our exclusive content. We're going to be getting well emo on mm. Wednesday. So you sign up there. Be a laugh, wouldn't it? Can't oh, wait. Good. Be a right laugh, okay. mate. Thank, thank, thanks, Gaz. Should we go and see the nineteen seventy five again next week and review it again? We can't. Well, we can't now. Well, we we're can't. Done. But like, I just be ashamed. We've, 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 we've lost that. the uh, we've lost the opportunity. We got on while they were hot kids. Mm. You know. I know. Yeah, great. we did. All right. See you later, mate. Love you. Bye. I love, love Matty Healy more. Oh, it's... <laughs>